Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast for September 26th. Thomas Miller, we're going to take a look back before we take a look forward today. Thought we would go back to Saturday's business that we didn't get to and look at the chart, the origination chart for the September equinox. Before we do that, Sarah Wakeman has put the coffee mugs on sale in our little store. So if you would like to pick one of those up for a holiday gift, you got a couple of bucks off. Good price on them now. I think the favorite everyone loves is Level Up just because it's such a cool cup. But also there's What If Up, Enjoy the Journey, several other things there. Catch some podcast slogans and support us for what we're doing around here. Every little bit helps, obviously. And we got the URL pretty easy, too. It's spiritualdesigns11.etsy.com. So thanks for supporting us with that and the audiobooks. I appreciate it very much. So does Sarah. And if you didn't catch the Steve Forrest interview on Sunday, it's a good one. Now, one thing in the sky, and we're going to talk about Pisces here in a second. The moon enters Pisces this evening, not until late tonight, 8.20 p.m. But the thing today is the long, almost 12-hour void of course. Permission granted, pull the covers back up, we'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) That void of course starts at 8.38 this morning. These times are Eastern. Other than that, everything else today, and it is pretty a pretty good load of lunar aspects as it is leaving Aquarius. Now, if you have a honeycomb collective almanac, you'll notice something interesting here today. So notice that today we have the waxing gibbous moon, the last lunar phase before the full moon on Friday. You will notice that the last lunar aspect before the void, of course, in the honeycomb collective is listed as a square with Uranus at 8.38 this morning Eastern Time. Now, that will vary a little bit in your almanac. But then, notice at 12.17 p.m., there's a sextile between the moon and the north node of the moon, which is in Aries. Now, I've been working on narrating the audiobook for Book of the Moon by Stephen Forrest. In the early chapters, he sets up the astronomy behind the lunar phases. So this is just a little tidbit of what's going on today up there. So the nodes of the moon are the two points of intersection of the lunar orbit around the Earth, where it intersects the orbital plane of the Earth around the sun. If you're not familiar with that, I've always said a Google image is worth a thousand words. Just search it up, you'll see it, and then it'll go, ah, yes, I get it. So because Friday is the full moon, the moon is moving away from or on the backside of the Earth from the sun. You see that depicted on the astrology chart because a full moon is the moon on the other side opposite the sun. So honeycomb doesn't count that as part of the void, of course, obviously. reason is because it's hitting its own orbital path is basically what that is. But then on Saturday, the day after the full moon, the moon will conjoin the north node in Aries. So there's the sextile, 60 degrees today on Tuesday, the conjunction on Saturday, and today is the waxing gibbous moon. I don't know if it was easy to hold a mental image of that. (laughs) It wasn't, sorry, but it is kind of interesting when it happens. Now let's go back to Saturday and take a look at when the sun entered Libra, the September equinox. Now some of what we'll do with this lighter week is we'll move in toward the eclipses, some of the other aspects in the sky, and one of those will come up today. And as you've been seeing and hearing on social media particularly, some of them have challenging characteristics if you go to the shadow side. 
So as we do this, we'll look at both sides of the coin, then it's up to us to create how we're going to experience things. That's what we talked about Sunday night. If you didn't see our Level Up, it's on Facebook and YouTube. The replay is available. And we talked about creating our own reality, even among what's challenging around us. So let's see what this chart indicates for the fourth quadrant of 2023. First of all, the sun is at the end of the second house of money and possessions. And it is opposite Neptune in Pisces. It's four degrees orb, so that's a pretty tight opposition. And right there, you could stop and just think about all of the money issues that are going on around the world. And you think about Neptune. Which side of that coin are we seeing? The lies and deceptions? Or might some truths be revealed? And under that aspect, so this sets the stage. This is the natal chart for the next three months, right? October, November, December, till we hit the December solstice. This is the governing natal chart, at least from the sun's perspective. So if you were concerned about things going on right now, would it be wrong to say an evening prayer? Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the truth will come out under sun-Neptune opposition. I don't think that's such a bad idea. In other words, just take a little piece of your spiritual practice and apply it to the positive side of this aspect. And just say, if, if it's possible, during this equinox season, could the mask come off of some of this deception that is so prevalent around us? Now, what about the ruler of Libra? That would be Venus, and it is in Leo. In my chart, it's in the first house, which means maybe there is something tied directly to us individually, a message in this chart. Now, let's tie that Venus in the first house up to a couple of other planets that are up in Taurus, and that, of course, is Jupiter and Uranus, both in retrograde. So they are square to Venus as this September equinox begins from the you-can't-make-this-stuff-up department. I'm already hearing rumblings of challenges on the job fronts, particularly in the readings. Somebody lost some clients. I was talking to Stevie McGuire last week. She said, now she's been running her readings, hypnotherapy and past life regressions, on a donation basis. She said that people have been booking and getting reading and not donating anything. So if that if, if that's the case, and that was you, I don't know, obviously, the situation, but if you at all possibly can, I'd just ask you to circle back on that and see what you can dig up and send her something, because here we go. She's relying on this for her job, income, 10th house, square to Venus. These are real situations. Let me add this, too, for those doing spiritual work. And this is something that I've kind of pivoted on during the readings and listening to this and putting all of this together. And then I've got a couple of things still in the chart that we'll carry to tomorrow. But if you are thinking about leaving gainful employment, and obviously each one of these situations has to be considered case by case, but if you're thinking about leaving a job in order to do spiritual work, you might wait until the coast is a little more clear to do that. And obviously, case by case, your situation might warrant doing something like that. But we have to also acknowledge that there are these challenges that we are working through now over this next little period. Thank you guys so much. We're going to look at another aspect that is also affecting things financially. We'll look at that and a couple of other things from the Equinox chart tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye.